polarized opinions expressed on the internet would be censored. We are live. We are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. I literally went to the polls with nothing in mind. I saw a can of orange soda in the parking lot. And <laughs> I was like, yep, there we go. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. Your podcast sucks it's mental mate it's absolutely mental i'll be honest i thought it was kind of offensive when you talk so much about the loch ness monster political climate and andrew treat yourself okay especially if you start i don't know getting getting in good with homeless people unauthorized opinions streaming everywhere at uopod.com we're back it is january 21st the two-week anniversary of january 6 2024 oh my god it's 2024 already did you watch ufc last night microphone keeps falling down that's not my fault um blame blame january sixers um probably demonetized just from saying that already but ufc last night featured sean strickland which of course was a monumental thing spoiler alert he lost to the south african guy who kisses his uh father and trainer on the lips neither here nor there but we've got so many sports things to get to and they're not just sports so if you're not a big sports guy or gal don't be afraid it's very cultural unauthorizedopinions.com you're watching on youtube you might be watching on rumble you might be watching on x formerly known as twitter the new podcast of DMX, we'll call it. And if you're listening on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, we also love you. Please leave a review on your favorite audio streaming device if you're listening on there. And if you're watching, please subscribe on wherever you're watching. And also consider the bonus podcast every week on Patreon, patreon.com slash uopod. And you'll get a bonus podcast every week. You'll get advanced content. People on there found advanced content with John Doyle. They found um exclusive content with john doyle we've got a few new interviews um with some comedians coming up exclusively um and we've also got the weekly podcast which i mentioned but i forgot to mention that as of last week we started doing new content with anomaly so you might have seen that we're going to be doing several segments together a week and push pushing them out on you know someone on his channels and the bonus podcast and what have you so we're excited with all the stuff that's going on and we are excited with the hurt, the true hurt of what's happening in the sports world today. And I'm talking about, you know, people who are different genders and women and men being hurt physically and emotionally. And what better way to start than Sean Strickland, right? We said that on Thursday, or I believe it was Wednesday, actually, he gave that press conference, which he lambasted. He just gave heck to a reporter from a website called MMA Fighting, which is owned by Vox, by the way, if you didn't know, MMAfighting.com. And, you know, a lot of words were exchanged. Sean Strickland called him the enemy of the people, said he probably voted for Trudeau. This is why, you know, everything's going terribly in the world. And in a macro sense, he's correct. Whether or not this guy has done anything, we're going to get to. But... It caused some waves. Now, I want to point to at least one guy here. We're going to point to two guys, but I want to point to at least one guy. His name is Mike Ryan. He's from the Dan LeBatard show. And I mean, when your name is that close to bastard, bad things are usually going to happen. 
the show usually has some bad takes. Now I'm not a I'm not a viewer of it, so I don't know how many takes it is. Good takes versus bad takes. But from what I see, usually what I see is a bad take. Now this guy has a bad take. And let's hear what he said about Sean Strickland. He's very hurt by it. Let's go ahead and listen to him. That is bullshit that we allow that. It's bullshit. And we can't ignore it. And we should. Because while the UFC isn't going to do anything about it, I would challenge ESPN to make a public statement on this. Because that kind of hate is going over their airways. The Walt Disney Company. What? Like, what? Are you a chicken shit? That you allow this with impunity regularly. But it's never been this vile. The guy's wearing a t-shirt that says, women belong in the kitchen, a gun in every hand. Disney's a family company. Hell, Disney's a company. Take family out of it. This is revolting. You have that guy's last name on a pay-per-view. At the very least, condemn it. That is bullshit. Gotta condemn it. Okay, what what do we touch on first here? I think the first and most obvious part about this rant by this guy is that he, he it's not true. In my opinion, it's completely disingenuous, right? No guy, no sports guy is going to go home and say this to somebody. He's not going to sit around in his living room with his buddies and say, what vile content, what hate, we've never seen it before. He's like the rock out there, right? We've never seen this before. <laughs> and, you know, they have to say a statement. No guy would ever talk like that. The only time a guy would seriously say anything like this, we all know what it is. It's to impress a woman. This is the only time a guy will come out and say, this person is disgusting. It's woman hating. It's anti ally you know we're in the first third of the podcast we can't say what we really say yet but this guy's so wrapped up in trying to appear as if he's a good person he goes after his shirt a woman in every kitchen a gun in every hand oh my goodness firearms oh my goodness he said women in the kitchen meanwhile what gets pushed by espn and what gets pushed by disney right Everything woke, everything, you know, ex-genderism, Latinx, Latinx, all this stuff gets pushed. So all this gender ideology stuff, all this weird stuff is is okay to be pushed, right? But a guy pr promoting having a gun and making a joke about women being in the kitchen. This guy's got a, a longtime girlfriend. He just finished doing an entire, you know, traveling series with the biggest female reporter in MMA who had no problem with it, right? But let me speak on behalf of all women and become offended by his t-shirt. This is where we're at. These are the guys who got fired from Vox. These are the guys who got fired from BuzzFeed and these news places collapse, right? Because it's not real. It's the same thing as when, you know, a hardcore left winger takes offense on behalf of another race that doesn't actually care. The same people that say, you know, um, voter ID is racist because black people don't know how to do X and Y. They can't get they can't get an ID. These are all the same guys. Okay, they don't really believe this. They recycle something they've heard, and this is their way to get to the top. Because the only time you'd ever hear a guy say this is if he was trying to impress a woman. There, are, I guarantee you, there are zero sports fans in the world, male sports fans who legitimately believe that anything that Sean Strickland said was incorrect. 
or legitimately offensive. They may agree that it appeared offensive or like those are shocking things to say, but there are zero men who thought, you know, his shirt, guys, and on top of his shirt, what he said to the reporter. Oh, my God. And, you know, you may have been sitting there thinking, Sean Strickland doesn't know this guy, this reporter, not the guy we just saw, but the actual reporter. Sean Strickland doesn't know this reporter. How dare he make these assumptions? Well, let me just tell you, he was 100% correct. Now, is this guy the enemy of the people? Should somebody go out and, like, attack him or anything? No, of course not. But by enemy of the people, I interpret that to mean the people who push these stupid things in a pretend manner to get attention and act like they're heroes. Now, this guy works for MMA Fighting. I'd never heard of him. Somebody tried to tell me I was wrong for saying that he was part of the Canadian sports media. He is. It's this guy right here. Alexander Lee is his name. Canadian flag in his bio went to Centennial College. Canadian school. Sorry. What's his pinned tweet, you guys? You didn't even have to go past. He wants you to know, okay? If you're going to come up and say, like, oh, this poor reporter. Oh, he, just, he considers himself an ally. He's a man who said that. And he said with UFC 297 main event in Toronto, which was Sean Strickland that happened on Saturday night. Here's a reminder. Quote, quote tweet. To October 27, 2023, trans women are women. Oh, trans women, hear my call. And this is Canadian sports media. This is what I talked about with Anomaly. This is Canadian sports media. These are the guys. So he came up to Sean Strickland. He was like, I'm I'm being an ally. I'm going to ask the tough questions. This is about sports. What do you say to the transgender community in Toronto? It's a big community here. Are you afraid that you've offended anybody with your T-shirt? And he's like, this is a sick question because I ask this all the time in Canada and Sportsnet and Rogers like sick question, bro. These are the guys. The other guy we show before you, these are the guys. These are the guys that they want to portray. It's not an accident. It's not just like hey, we're hiring people for their sports knowledge and it just so happens that they have these opinions. No, it's let's find people with these opinions because either they're going to cause controversy by having real people disagree with them, and I guess that's click clicks, or because we're owned by Fox or because we're owned by Bell or Rogers, these are the people we want pushing it. It is not difficult, and I had an argue with, argument with my friend the other day about this, about how it's not difficult to be a politician these days or a leftist journalist. It is not difficult to say what the regime or the machine wants you to say and get rewarded for that. How easy would that be? You're with the algorithm, Facebook, Instagram, maybe formerly or maybe still Twitter does it, TikTok. They all push your stuff to the top. They all make your stuff as visible as possible. You're accepted by all the biggest left-wing media corporations. You just say what they want to get your foot in the door and then it's upward movement from there. Do you guys know who Michael Strahan is? Former NFL great. He was on, you know, he took Regis Philbin's spot for a while on the the show there. Michael and Kelly or Kelly and Michael. Football analyst. You, you might say he's a great speaker. He's not. He's animated. He's somewhat of an entertaining guy. But you don't get in these positions without purposely spewing the garbage. 
He stood there and had like that eight year old kid who's a cross dresser dance in front of him on TV. Disgusting stuff. He sat there happily and filmed that and said, it's okay that this airs. You look at, you know, some of the undisputed guys trying to get Lil Wayne to say stuff about how great BLM is. The clips go on and on and on. My point is you don't get into these positions without doing the pretend things that they want you to do. So there's there's no glory in it. This guy is not fighting for anything. He's doing it for attention from from mostly women and from his superiors. And it's sad. It's sad to watch. But if Sean Strickland can stand there having ne- never met a guy and based off of like two questions predict this guy's entire story arc, doesn't that kind of say how obvious it is? It does. Now, in that same vein, the same woke sports vein, Sports Illustrated is going under. They're going through massive layoffs. And the future has doubt cast upon it, says CBC, right? Rock Wilson. We won't make any judgments about him yet until we read it. (laughs) You can just call this judgment podcast, right? How dare you? How dare you be mean, Andrew? First published in 1954, Sports Illustrated could be characterized as some as a part of sports history, but word of mass layoffs at the magazine on Friday had employees and observers worried for its future. Now, why? The Arena Group, which operates Sports Illustrated and other properties, said that its parent company, Authentic Brands Group, had revoked the marketing license that it allowed to publish the magazine. As a result of this license, revocation will be laying off staff that work on the Sports Illustrated brand. Said in a filing earlier this month that it failed to make a 3.75 million U.S. payment to what's the authentic brands group effectively ending its licensing deal. So the money is not there for sports illustrated. It's got to be pretty much shut down says the parent company. Now I made a few comments that their woke stuff doesn't work and that's why they're going out of business. And I was met with backlash. If you can believe it backlash saying it's because people are buying magazines. That's why it went under. I mean, people have been buying magazines for at least 10 years. So all of a sudden, we didn't just stop picking up Tiger Beat and Entertainment Weekly and Sports Illustrated. This didn't just happen. They didn't just make a decision in 2024 that Sports Illustrated wasn't making enough money. It's that it hadn't been making money. They decided to make some ploys, make some plays, take some risks, some gambles, put some men in some bikinis, put Barbara, not Barbara Streisand, uh, who's the lady they went to jail? a uh, cooking lady. I don't remember. Um, got really Trump there and thought, I don't remember her name. What was the cooking lady's name? She went to jail. She talked to Snoop Dogg. She did all these things. Not Barbara Streisand. It's a working in progress impression, but you get what I'm saying. They tried all these things and the straw that I think broke the camel's back besides the trans stuff, which is on the thumbnail right now. Um, besides putting a couple guys on Sports Illustrated, besides putting women, or sorry, senior citizen women on their bikinis, uh, bikini version. This actually happened about a month and a half ago. Uh, The Sports Illustrated CEO, Ross uh, Levinson, no one knows how to pronounce that, was fired by the publication's parent company just two weeks after allegations circulated that the sports website was publishing articles generated by artificial intelligence from authors who didn't appear to exist. So I wrote about it, the, the Hill wrote about it, 
having problems saying the word rote, Canadian accents coming out here. And basically, people did a deep dive into some of their articles and some of their authors and alleged that they may be fake AI-generated writers. And how did they find this out? They cross-referenced some photos and um, bios of people that were on Sports Illustrated, as you can see right here. And they cross-referenced them with a website that creates AI-generated screenshots and biographies. And that was an accusation on this group, the Arena Group's uh, behalf that Sports Illustrated was doing this, and so were, you know, a couple other outlets under the Arena Group banner. Now, this isn't, again, this isn't just a case of people aren't buying Sports Illustrated, right? They they have the money. They these are the brands that the Arena Group represents. Sports Illustrated with a whole bunch of things underneath it, right? Then you have the Street, which is financial stuff, crypto investor, investor, tough nickel. Then they've got this one. I don't even know what these are. Fashionista, I think I've heard of. Not sure. And then they also operate Men's Journal, which apparently comes with surfer, biking, snowboarding, skateboarding, and whatever New Schoolers magazine, whatever that is. So they have all these different brands, and it just so happens that a month after they're accused of having AI writers and months and months of transgender models and old female um models being on Sports Illustrated covers that they're going under. It's not just that people stop shelling out $11.99 or whatever it is for Sports Illustrated magazines, or people aren't filling out the little paper cutout things in the magazine to get a subscription. It's not that at all. It's that it's time. The woke stuff didn't work for you, and you don't have $100 billion behind you like Disney, and now you're getting accused of having AI writers and having photos of people that don't apparently exist. Time to wrap things up, it turns out. Time to, you know, give people a break of that Kit Kat bar and send them home, unfortunately. Now let's pay some bills here. Patreon.com slash UOPod is where you can get that bonus podcast. And if you're not familiar, Patreon is where you're getting advanced content, you're getting, you know, podcasts every single week that you've never seen before. And what we did when we were in Texas is me and John Doyle went over to a gun range. And halfway through, we sort of realized that you can't really put that on YouTube. So there's a different version of it. You can become Joe, help us become Joe Rogan by donating just $10 a month. You can help us become, you know, an even bigger podcast, become the Raptors super fan who goes to every single Raptors game. Or you can be an unauthorized person and give your own ideas for topics we should cover. And we've done this before, and we will cover the topic that you request. It's pretty amazing. You'll see all these bonus podcasts will be unlocked. You'll see me in Anomaly there every single week for at least some amount of time. And you'll get advanced content. We've got new interviews coming this week. That's at patreon.com slash UOPod. We're coming back to me right now. We needed a sip of our iced coffee, so we did an ad. There's no commercials on live streams, unfortunately. This isn't InfoWars. If I had a pre-recorded commercial, maybe that's a good idea, mystery producer. Pre-recorded commercials in the live stream. 
talking for your by yourself for an hour straight without ads not easy don't have supplement commercials to throw to what do you guys think when i show you this image tough guy real tough guy he's got he's got the scowl of an athlete this is a man says liz wheeler he won a woman's golf event because he's pretending to be a woman but he's a man period maybe a joke here at the end of the period maybe Liz Wheeler of, I don't know, Newsmax? Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But we flip on over to the Daily Mail for this story. Transgender golfer Haley Davidson wins Florida tournament and is now set to receive one of five women's places on the prestigious tour aimed at providing growth opportunities for female players. 30-year-old transgender golfer... Born in Scotland. I'm sighing because of what this is. Because how many how many times have we had to deal with this so far? And it's already 2024. 30-year-old who was born in Scotland, now lives in Florida, has long been aiming to become the first transgender woman to earn a Ladies Professional Golf Association tour card. If you're not familiar with golf, you got to win some tournaments on the, the amateur circuit to get a card. And then you can go to and enter any of the pro tournaments across the world, which is pretty a pretty sweet life, I'm not going to lie. Davidson won the NXXT Women's Classic at Mission Inn Resort and Club near Orlando, Florida. Securing, securing victory gives Davidson access to the Epson Tour, which is awarding exemptions to the top five players. I don't know if that's a surgery exemption or what that means. But Haley Davidson obviously came out on top here. Um... A lot of Asian women golfing in this. The tour is a qualifying tour for the LPGA, the tour card of which Davidson has been aiming for. News of the win sparked anger online, with many highlighting how Davidson would likely be able to hit the fall, ball further than a player-born female. This is unequivocally true. I saw a video the other day on Barstool of Tiger Woods driving a ball like 300 yards from his knees. Okay, that's where... That's where the difference lies in this. And it's very simple to me what's happening. And we're going to get to more on why I think this sort of stuff is still happening in 2024. I think it's very simple why this is happening. The women need to keep refusing. You know, you're getting some traction with the NCAA women um, in colleges in the U.S. saying we don't, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. We don't want to swim with guys anymore. You know, it's not really a problem in other sports. Uh, the WNBA isn't letting guys in it. They'd beat the guy up, I'm pretty sure. Wouldn't allow it. Now, I think women's hockey would probably allow it. But in North America, you know, we're standing up to the guys trying to take... They took our jabs, trying to take our sports jabs, right? But generally across the world, the things aren't seen the same. Now, in England, they... The, the cycling ladies said no to guys, but in general, stuff like soccer, stuff like hockey, stuff like apparently golf, the women are a little bit more reluctant to be mean in that sort of, in that sort of sense. Even in women's volleyball, I've seen a couple of dudes, those stories have come up over the past few years in Europe. The women are a little bit more reluctant than the, than the gentlemen to be mean. And the reason is for that is, you know, it's tough to be 
a female athlete as it is. There's not much money in most women's sports. Golf being one of the more attainable ones for women where they can make a lot of money, just like tennis. They can make a lot of money in that too. And they probably don't want to raise any eyebrows. They probably don't want to draw any negative attention. They don't want to risk anything. That's why Megan Rapinoe in soccer and Quinn, which we can bring up for you if you'd like, Quinn, our single-named non-binary soccer player from Canada, they go the opposite direction. They say, hey, what about more transgenders? What about, you know, having one name and forcing everybody on my team to use pronouns? That's what Quinn does. Megan Rapinoe dyes her hair pink, and she's 38 years old. She can't even run anymore. She's tearing ACLs on the field, and she's like, now it's time to retire. But you see what I'm saying? They went in the opposite direction. They don't want the negative attention that comes from saying, hey, man, get out of my field or get out of my dressing room. They don't want to do that. So they go the opposite direction. I think women need to be caught up a little bit on that, on that front. And I think that once they start doing that, then it'll become much easier. Once you get like 10 super famous female athletes to say, this isn't, this isn't on, this is not going to happen with us. We're not accepting this anymore. Then it's going to become easier and easier and it'll become the norm. But that's not exactly what women are doing. And I wanted to check out what is going on with women's sports right now. Like, what are they focusing on? What are the messages? And lo and behold, one was thrown right in my face. It's the Canadian women's soccer team. And this isn't meant to be shade, everybody. This is just meant to be, you know, we're still doing this. I saw a news story about the women's Canadian soccer team is going to be competing in what's called the She Believes Cup. Presented by Visa. The She Believes Cup is a women's soccer international soccer tournament. It's an invitational. Started eight years ago. And it's a bunch of women getting together for female social justice. Now, I'm not saying that women shouldn't be promoting themselves. But what I am saying is this whole we're promoting ourselves as a gender Still, we're still doing things like it's 1985, like we're really lacking in female representation and things. We don't have our own sports, but this started in like 2014 or 2016, excuse me. And it's, you know, here's what it says. A major component of programming around the tournament itself, its purpose is to empower young women and girls using three core pillars of she believes confidence, career and community. The summit includes panels, fireside chats, and breakout sessions designed to provide event attendees with hands-on experience and tools for success. Event program features various female speakers from women in STEM and professional athletes. So you've got a soccer tournament here. Good on you, your professional women soccer players. But at the same time, our tournament is about how women are improperly represented and also for, about science for some reason. So on one hand, it's too mean to say, hey, guy, you shouldn't be playing in our sports. But on the other hand, we're also going to complain like it's 1993 that we don't have enough women's sports. You see what I'm saying with this guy playing my sport? Cool. Also, we don't have enough women's sports attention. It's been the argument for the last eight years. And what gets triggered by this? What what spawns all this stuff? It's the same stuff. Once Trump became president, an economy was created of victimhood. It probably existed before. It'll certainly exist, you know, by 2032 when it's Baron Trump versus Gavin Newsom 
three or something like that, or Ben Shapiro versus Chank Uger in the Senate. But the fact that this economy exists means stuff like this can exist in contradictory in contradiction with one another. Like I said, Megan Rapinoe talks about how there's not enough money in women's soccer. They have a soccer tournament, and what's the soccer tournament about? Women not having enough opportunities. They get the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, to pay them a base salary, no matter what, like $30,000 per person to appear in a tournament overseas, and then they can't sell it. So all these things exist in contradiction to one another, especially men playing in women's sports. But did you notice that at the end there, they said also women in STEM and professional athletes? So we're using the idea that there's not enough representation in women's sports to also say there's not enough women represented in the sciences. So I thought, let's take a look at this. They've been saying for years that there haven't been enough women represented in STEM. They've been saying for years that, you know, it's all because of the opportunities given to women. They're not told they can be in sciences and everything. And if they were just told, then they would be in it. And here's what I found. So this is from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. This is one of the points they had. Overall, women accounted for 29.3% of STEM federal workers. Science occupations had the most, with almost 50,000, while math occupations in the federal sector had the fewest number, 6,500. There are significantly fewer women in technology and engineering than expected. So we have two stories here that you're going to see. The first story is that we've been pushing this for years and years and years. And unless you're going to argue that women are still told that they can't be in science for some reason, even if they want to, they can't be mathematicians, even though they want to, if you still believe that to be true, then telling them the other way that they can actually do it still hasn't worked. But that's just one source. Other sources say that women are, lo and behold, really participating in STEM. Biological students or scientists, 46% are women. And this is as of, I think, 2022. If my memory is not serving me incorrectly. Chemists and material scientists, 40%. Computer and math occupations, 25%. Engineering and architects, 16.5%. 34%. So more than a third of women make up STEM jobs. And then we have another source. 1980 to 2022, we have this all going up. Biological scientists, almost 60% women. Then we have the purple one. Chemists and material scientists, 46% women. Computer and math occupations, 26%, and architecture and engineering, 16%. Now, on one hand, we're saying, you know, women need to be told they should be involved in, in STEM stuff, and it's not working. We're, we're telling them all the time, and it's not working. But they're also telling us they're not being told enough. So which is it? It, it, it doesn't matter what any of these outcomes are, really, because as it stands, in as of 2022, You know, a lot of women are in these fields. Some of them are majority women. Some of them are half women. Some of them are a third. And and it's not, no pun intended, rocket science here. Clearly women like uh, biology and chemistry more than they like math and architecture. That's 
that's being shown across these graphs. It's being shown across everything. This one says it's a third of women. The other one that we looked at said 30% of women, almost the same. We're off by about four or 5% here. So what is the soccer tournament talking about? Really? It's the economy of victimhood and oppression. So they've got this tournament, the she believes tournament. It's telling women we need this tournament because we're underrepresented in things. And we need this tournament because little girls are still told that they shouldn't go into these things. Well, clearly they are. Clearly, at least a third of the people in the STEM fields are women. So either they go into it on their own or the messaging has worked and now they're going into it. So where does it stop? Do we go to 70% women? Do we want to eliminate men from science? Because there's no opposite version of this. There's no, you know... Uh, men can do it championship where our pillars for the tournament are gym tan laundry or whatever. And we're not going to stop until we see equal representation in personal support workers, nurses, and junior kindergarten teachers. That's just not going to exist. Either women are being told quite enough that they could go into the sciences to the, to the result that they're doing it a third of the time compared to men. Or, you know, they just don't want to do it any more than they're already doing it. I don't know what point and what at what metric we start to see, you know, the language change back to normal, back to pre, I don't want, I don't know, 2005 stuff where we start to say, you know, everybody just do what they want. You know, in the 90s, and I hate to be one of these people who say it was a different time. It just was. You know how people argue? how there's like not all this representation in movies, you know, there always was right. You know, in like the early nineties, Eddie Murphy had movies and Richard Pryor had movies and, and pe- nobody counted how many black people or white people were in a movie. They were just sort of there. Just like that. Nobody counted how many women were in STEM. And at the same time, I don't recall ever being in a classroom and saying, please Sally and uh, Jill. Those are the best names I could come up with. Please, Sally and Jill, you wanted to be a scientist. You wanted to be a mathematician. Shut up, bitch. (laughs) This stuff never happened. It's just that once it became okay to start saying, you know, the colonizers and the oppressors, that's when everybody started seeing a space in the market for them. That's when a lot of people started saying, hey, I could be a diversity officer and get 70 grand a year and get all these grants where I can pay my friends and other people to teach classes or be on the diversity panel for the NHL. That's what created all this. And that's why there's a, she believes cup because where there's marketing money to be dished around and a good story behind it, a good narrative, there's a person who's going to take advantage of that. No matter what the statistics are, 47% or 57% of women in biology And 46% of women in chemists, that's not enough. (laughs) We need to take it more. We can go to the moon with that stuff. So that's all I'm saying. This isn't meant to be a, hey, what's the problem here? Why don't these women shut up? It's just that there's better things to tackle here, people. You got guys literally trying to take the sports away from you, literally trying to take women's spots in one of the only athletics competitions where you can make lots of money and travel the world and have a good time and you know, sweat it out in a visor and have a slave that carries around your clubs for you. They're men are trying to take that away from you. And at the same time, concurrently, you're having a soccer tournament that says 
hey, there's not enough women in science where we represented by at least a third. Come on now. Come on, bruh. This is an explanation for why there's so few women in science. We're going to scroll down to the, you know, so few in, um, in quotation marks here. We're going to scroll down to the executive summary. And we're going to blow it up. The number of women in science engineering is growing. Yet men continue to outnumber women, especially at the upper levels of these professions. In elementary, middle, and high school, girls and boys make math and science courses, take math and science courses in roughly equal numbers. And about as many girls as boys leave high school prepared to pursue science and engineering college. So right away, right away there, you, you've heard the answer. They're put in the same classes in high school and they graduate high school with the same amount of preparation to go into these fields. What's the difference once you leave high school? Can anybody in the audience tell me what the difference is between a person who's in high school and in college? You're an adult. You have the freedom to choose. You don't get to choose what your prerequisites are in high school. You don't get to choose, you know, if you take a second language, you don't get to choose if you have to take four math classes or not. You sort of just have to take whatever they tell you you have to take, and then you get your electives after that, right? And then after that, you get to choose what you want to go to college for. Don't tell this author. She says, yet fewer women than men pursue these majors. Among first-year college students, women are much like less likely than men to say they intend to major in science, technology, engineering, or math. By graduation, men outnumber women in nearly every science and engineering field. Remember, see the, lo- the, the logic used there? Nearly every science and engineering field. So in some of them, Women outnumber men. Yes, because they're choosing it. And in some, such as physics, engineering, and computer science, the difference is dramatic, with women earning only 20% of bachelor's degrees. Women's representation in science and engineering declines further at the graduate level and yet again in the transition to the workplace. So here's what she thinks happened, right? Drawing on a large and diverse body of research, you've got to use the word diverse. This report presents eight Recent research findings that provide evidence that social and environmental factors contribute to the underrepresentation of women in science engineering. The rapid increases in the number of girls achieving very high scores in mathematics tests, once thought to measure innate abilities, suggest that the cultural factors are at work. 30 years ago, I don't know why we're spelling out 30 instead of using the number. There were 13 boys for every girl who scored above 700 on the SAT math exam at age 13. I don't know how we're getting to this spot here from what women choose in college as their majors. Today, that ratio is stunk to about three to one. This increase in the number of girls identified as mathematically gifted suggests that education can and does make a difference at the highest levels of mathematical achievement. While biological gender differences, yet to be well understood, may play a role, they clearly are not the whole story. We don't understand gender differences yet, you guys. But this is a study somebody did of women going into science. And like I said, we've reached a third of women in all the STEM fields. And in one of them, they represent almost 16. Another one, they're 45 or so. And this woman says, well, they're getting taught the same things in high school. And they're graduating high school with the same capabilities to go into the same majors. But men are still doing it way more. This must be because of sexism. At 13 years old, women are still are just as smart in math as men or girls and boys. 
But for some reason, this is where we get Italian here, but for some reason, they're not choosing it. What are we doing here? When are we going to move on from this? When are we going to move on from everybody's mean to me? That's all I want to know as a society. At, at what point can we just go ahead and say, you know what? Um, boys seem to like architecture and girls seem to like the biologies and that's fine. Let's let's women need more sports opportunities. Okay. Should we let the men take them? No. Like, when are we just going to be able to be honest? And and that's why we started with the Sean Strickland stuff and we end with this. The Sean Strickland stuff is extremely honest, makes people angry. We get to the end of the show here. We talk about stuff that's actually true and women being in science at a clip of 33% of the fields. And we don't want to talk about it. The truth is making people angry for some reason. Hearing the stuff of the realities makes people angry because they start to feel like they don't have this opportunity to to be charlatans, to, to run charades on people, to make money like this. That writer you saw, his bit, as you can clearly see, is being like, I'm an ally. Um, how dare you say that about trans people? And the other guy, how dare you say women in the kitchen and gun in every hand? Without that, they don't really have a personality and they don't have a way to get women. That's the, again, we're being mean here. This is the mean cast. That's the reality here. Without, if we start including these statistics, you know, and we start showing this study that women just don't want to go into these fields, the She Believes Cup and the marketing team that put that idea together to get money from all these corporations from Visa, those jobs go away. You know, lying is a very powerful marketing tool. I don't know if you've seen any commercials lately or eaten any Tide Pods, but lying is a very powerful marketing tool. And when you start pointing out to people that, hey, certain things are innate, certain things exist and certain truths exist, then there's no more diversity officers. Patreon.com slash UOPod, unauthorizedopinions.com. Thanks for watching. We've got more content during the week, every week. We're going to bring on more guests for you guys. We're going to bring on, I almost said Klingons. We're going to bring on Klingons, the Galactic Federation. I don't know if that's Star Trek or Star Wars, but the Galactic Federation will be coming on every Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to be doing this stuff with Anomaly for the foreseeable future, so stay tuned for that. And we've got some good interviews coming um, with a few comedians, the Danger Cats. I think I mentioned this last week. We have unearthed and found mystery producer X has found and edited interviews I've done with the Danger Cats. Those are coming up. You'll get them first on Patreon, along with the bonus podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening on the audio streams. I'm out of breath. I'm out of energy. I've got a homemade iced coffee in a Starbucks thing that isn't mine. We're hitting 700 SAT scores at the age of 13. These are things that shouldn't even be possible. We'll see you guys through the week. Turn it up, Jordan.